Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we're starting a new uh, podcast that's not connected to any podcast, and I'm going to have uh, maybe two part, or I'm thinking about even maybe three parts because uh, it, it correlates with the name of this podcast, Three Stages of Sin. I want to talk about the sin and how it's gradually affecting our life. Uh, there is there is stages of sin. There is first stage, second stage, third stage. You know, you can even call it the fourth stage. But in in reality, here on Earth, there is there is three stages that kind of grabs the hold of a human mind, heart, soul, and eventually it leads to death. And I want to kind of break those things down. And right away, we're going to jump into uh, Romans verse uh, chapter 3, verse 23. And, uh, and it says this, For everyone has sinned, we all for fall short of God's glorious standards. Yet God, in His grace, freely make us right in His sight. He did, he did this through Jesus Christ when He freed us from the penalty of sin. Uh, for God presented Jesus as sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Now, it opens up with this, for everyone has sin. Everyone. It doesn't matter how uh, good of a person you are or you think you are. It doesn't matter how much good you've done. God's standards cannot equate to our standards. We cannot say, well, I'm, I'm almost good to the point of God. There is no such a thing. There is God's morals. There's God's territory. As a matter of fact, God preached two things. The, 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 Jesus on earth here in flesh mainly preached about two things. He preached a whole bunch of parables. And if you read every parable and everything that he talked about, he preached about the territory of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is like, and the kingdom of God is like. I mention this all the time because it'll open your mind and heart to see what he was preaching. He was setting a territory of the kingdom of God. And within the territory of the kingdom of God, you're blessed. And the second thing, he talked about stewarding, stewarding our finances, stewarding our life, uh, working unto God, not unto people. And he talked about stewardship, stewardship of our life. So the kingdom, the territory of the kingdom of God, and stewardship of our life. So in order to get into the territory of the kingdom of God, in order to steward our life and live our life unto him, every single one of us have to realize these first four words of, of Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. A few podcasts ago, I talked about sin. That sin is simply put, what is sin? The definition of sin is missing a mark. It's like shooting into nowhere. You don't have a target. And here, Bible simply says that every one of us, every one of us is, is fall short. So we need to realize that God already did everything. We don't need to do anything. We just need to accept it. And I don't understand why it's so hard for people to accept what Jesus has done. It's so hard for people to, it's like we carry a spare, a spare tire and one day we might have a flat and we're doing it. Well, to just think about it in the same way. If you don't, if you're, if you don't know what Jesus is all about, if you don't know the kingdom of God, just, just you know it. Hey, you're gonna live your 70, 80 years. At least, at least, just give him a chance 
to change your life. Give them a chance to bring you peace, joy, happiness, mission, vision, meaningful life. And in order to do that, that's the first stage of sin, understanding that we all have sinned. There is no righteous person here on the planet Earth because only right, we are only righteous through Jesus Christ. We're not righteous because of our own righteousness. As a matter of fact, the righteous person will fall seven times a day and will get up. So, so it's fine that we're going to continue to struggle with sin, but now we understand, okay, in order to get into the territory of, uh, of the kingdom of God, we have to understand we all have sinned. And we have to do something about it. So the first stage is simple. It's realizing that we all sinners and we need of a Savior. And it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people because we, our pride is pushing us away from accepting Jesus Christ, for accepting Him and, and really to live in peace. Our pride, oh, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm a good, per good person and this and that. And let me t tell you, hell will be full of good people. That, are, that have a whole lot of ego, and ego stands for edging God out, and a whole lot of pride, and I'm good, I'm good, because it's not about being a good person. It's about living for God truly with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's what righteousness is, is accepting what Jesus has done, and because, I, because of that, now I'm righteous, and He will set you up on His journey. So num number one, first stage of sin is realizing that we all sinner, and God already did everything that we need to do to truly live for Him. Now, Romans 6.23 also explains about the wages of sin, because the wage of sin is death, simply. And that's where it says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So... So we understand that we all have sinned. And if we continue in that, that eventually, not only, it's not just the death, our physical death. It's not just about dying here on earth, but it's about dying into eternity. And really the second death is being in a lake of fire that was never designed for us to be in, but for only devil and his demons. But now we have to understand, okay, it leads to death and Jesus already done everything. So reward of sin is death, chaos, and zero peace. And reward of God is peace, love, forgiveness, and eternal life. Now, in John, 1 John chapter uh, 1, verse 8, it says this, If we claim to have no sin, and that's for those people that are may, maybe just can't accept that, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And here's the thing. If we're going to continue living not in the truth, have you ever, I've, I have, let me, let me confess this, I have. I have lied when I was a kid about something and eventually I believed that lie. Eventually I believed that lie and, and I got to the point that I'm like, hold on a second, hmm, is this has really happened or is it my imagination and really my lie that I came up with to cover it and then I don't even remember what was truth. And see, that's what sin will do. If we claim we have no sin, if we're good, we're fine, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And when we're not living in the truth, then we will then we will believe in a lie 
And the lie will get a hold of our mind and heart and soul, and we will open our heart to sin even more and away from God, and we'll get so deep into sin that that the lie will become your life. And it's going to be hard to see the reality, what is true and what is not. So first stage is truly realizing that we have all sinned. James chapter 1, verse 13. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone. Zero. He never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desire, which entice us and drag us away. So now, after we realize that the first stage is, is just to realize that we all need of a savior. Then the second thing, Bible, expl Bible explains us this, that when you are being tempted, because we're all going to be tempted, we're all going to, Jesus said, there's trouble you will have for today. Enough trouble. It's fine. This world will bring you trouble because this world is full of sin. Now, when you're being tempted, do not say, oh, God, is you doing this to me? God is tempting me. No, God is never tempted to do wrong. And we never, and he, God, never tempts anyone. So that is something that he will not do it. He will not lead you into temptation. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, pray. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we would understand that God's not going to lead us into temptation. He might allow tests of little, so your faith can grow uh, when you're ready, he will test you. Oh yeah, he will test you how, how much you love him, how much you have faith in him, how much faith you have. He will test, so the test will be there, but he will not lead you into sin so you can fall. And so Bible says temptation comes from our own desire, which, which entice us to things and drag us away. So, the more we start to find out about sin, now, the more and more that sin will entice us and drag us away. But it comes from our own desire. Our own desire. How is that possible that it comes from our own desire? Well, well it's just like in the Garden of Eden. You see, there is a tree of good, finding what is good and evil. And the more you get, the closer you get to that tree, you will realize that in that tree, there's going to be a snake. There's going to be another demon. And he's going to talk to you today like he talked to Adam and Eve. Oh, come on. It's nothing. Try it out. It's just a little bit of drugs. It's just a little bit of sex. It's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be this. Just a little bit of, of envy. Just a little bit of this and anger and drama. And, and that's exactly sin. The more you start to find out, the more you start to find out about sin, the more closer you get to it. Oh, and that's what Christians do. That's what everybody do. Well, it's not really affecting me. It's not really affecting me. It's not really affecting me. But it comes from our own desires. And so, does, and, and that, and that um, entice, it means allure, allure uh, beguile. It, it's, we become more magnetized, like magnets towards sin, attractive towards sin. It becomes really attractive to us. And then a little by little, it drags us away. So, so number one is realizing that we all have sin. I said this 
multiple times. Number two is the sin becomes attractive. We haven't sinned yet, right? We haven't, we haven't really gave in to sin, but it becomes attractive to us where? In our mind realm, in our thought realm. We start thinking about it, just like Eve came up to that fruit and snake started talking to her and she started, and Bible says it what? It became really desirable for her eyes. It becomes, there is also three doors. I'm going to talk about it in a future podcast. And I've covered this already, but I'm going to cover within this these, these parts. There's only three stages and three doors of sin that sin comes into our lives. Just as much as there's three stages, there's three doors. It's the lust of our eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I already touched the pride. Pride will say, well, you're a good person. You're good. You're fine. That's what pride is. Sin comes through pride. Sin comes through the lust of the eyes. And the lust of the flesh. And if you remember in the Garden of Eden, that's exactly what happened. It was desirable. It was good for food. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. And pride of life. Because Eve and Adam wanted to be just like God. And that's exactly what we do today. So realizing, number one, that we all sin. Number two, the sin becomes attractive in our mind. And if you don't accept that sin eventually will control you that you then you will give give in to sin because the battle is up here so the battle is in our mind first when it comes to our mind we have to accept it because sometimes the thoughts that you're thinking they're not yours i mean sometimes you're driving and it's like random thought comes in oh look look at that girl that's walking or or it's random sometimes you you can be worshiping you can be singing songs and you can look aside and you you're already you're already enticed you're already entangled and attractive sin becomes attra- attractive whether whether it's you look you looked at something you remember something you got angry about so, about something simply it comes right here and and even in here it takes all right, you have to accept that thought. It becomes your own thought, and then you start acting upon that thought. And see, this is what the Bible says about our thoughts. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of of Christ. Let me read it again because this verse has so much. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God and pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. First, all the fight or debates between Christianity, it's always, well, I just don't understand it, so this is what I'm going to believe, or I believe something different, or I know something I know better than God. That's exalt itself against God, right? Well, it's, it doesn't do anything if I just look at a girl. It doesn't do, if I, doesn't do anything if I just look at a little bit of pornography. I'm not hurting anybody, you know, but there is no accountability. There is no, there is nobody who can help you. It's you sin and it's going into the rabbit hole of sin. So Bible says that bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So in order because when it gets to a stage three, I'm going to talk about it in, that, in, that, in the next podcast, it's going to be a lot more harder to overcome when it's just here in your thoughts. 
And sometimes I know, I remember when I was just completely in slavery and uh, to pornography, I know how hard it was for me to even battle it here. Because I remember in my 20s, I would drive home and, and, and think, oh, nobody's going to be home so I can go on a computer and watch whatever I want. Like there was, it, it, was, it was like almost somebody was like grabbing my head. I know that the sin can get a hold of you, but that's the first battle. And if you overcome here, it's going to be easier for you to overcome. Now, let me give you something about your thoughts. Number one is accept the responsibility of your thoughts. Some of those thoughts are not yours, and like I said, they're not uh, sin yet because they just random thought. You have to accept it as sin. You have to accept that thought, and that thought becomes sin. Now you start acting upon upon it. It's 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 this it's this stage that that we call it. Oh, it's just a little furry hairball. It's nothing. It's just a. I'm just thinking over there. It's it's not the evil yet. It's not with horns and and it's not with consequences yet because it's just right here. Oh, I, I it's fine. It's in my own head. But if you accept the responsibility of your thoughts, and oh, I, I, that's not what I want to think. That's not how I want to think. That's not what I want to be. That's not who I want to be. So when, when you just take responsibility, that's the problem. Nobody wants to take responsibility. But if you take responsibility of your thought, then you can start bringing them and compartmentalizing them into, all right, this is who I want to be. This is who I don't want to be. And it's okay to fight, to, to stumble, but take, accept the responsibility of your thoughts. As two is your mind, it's in your mind, not in your behavior. So not, don't look at the behavior just yet. Capture it when it's still in your mind. Because, because here's what we do. We ask for forgiveness after we've done something bad. But if we realize that responsibility here and we start repenting and asking God and bringing accountability, hey, you know what? I've been thinking of this. I've been thinking about cheating. I've been thinking about you know doing some stupid, whatever. Whatever that, that is, if you bring accountability, it's a lot easier to overcome. It's not yet, it's not yet your behavior. That's why it's so hard to really start taking responsibility of your mind. So accept the responsibility of your thoughts, your mind, not your behavior yet, and, 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 and that has to change. Your behavior will follow your thought realm and what you think. Now, think through your problems rather than just react to them. Because as soon as we think something, we're, we're reacting to them. And, and, and we're, we're either getting angry, I don't know why it's in my head, and we, and we whole, our whole day sometimes becomes, you know, negative and down but think through your problems it's a problem it's okay identify as problem put it on a piece of paper and don't just react be proactive you know what i thought about it i'm sorry lord help me whether you are christian or not all right if you understand that god wants to help you help you to get through life it's going to be easier for you to accept god and take your disabling thoughts captive really and how do we do it through confession and let me just encourage you with this Roman 12 21 it says do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good overcome evil with good so do something good for uh, uh, others do some kind of act that that make you feel good go help somebody give a couple of bucks to a homeless go witness to homeless I don't know do something good because that's what's going to help us overcome do not be overcome by evil because when evil overcomes sin will never be satisfied sin is 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 
It's this rabbit hole that doesn't have an end. But overcome evil with good. So what is good? Identify it. God is good. Jesus is good. I can do good. And start moving into that direction. Holy Spirit will help you. And the last one, when it comes to you, your thoughts, choose to focus your thoughts on the right thing. And that's exactly what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 8. Let me close with this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Not just think, meditate. That's what I want to be. This is who I want to be. I want to be a good, not just good person. I want to be really the person that will bring transformation into this world by transforming my own self. Because a lot of times we're trying to change others instead of changing ourselves. Because when we change, see, I am the person that stands uh, between, between this world and what the world has to offer and and God, because I can say, look at my life. Don't just look at what I'm saying. Look at my life. And I am the proof that God can change me. Because God God helped me with drugs. God helped me with, uh, with tobacco. God helped me with lust. God helped me with pornography, with anger. And those, all those, and I, I can go on and on. I was sexually abused when I was 13, 12, right around that area. I, I gave in. Man, I, I had so much anger in my life. But when you start the change, the transformation in here and when you start taking responsibility and when you start shifting your mind and thinking on what is good, meaningful goals, dreams, future, now it's your life will take shape and it will go, it will go into a different, you will take a different route and you're not going to be standing on the same broad road that this world is going. Now, why do you need to do this? Why do you need to take captive your thoughts because sin will never be satisfied never be satisfied you satisfy one sin it'll lead you to another and because you hunger for sin will be will get even bigger and because when it gets to a third stage of of now committing a sin and now now that's when it's going to get even harder because now there's shame. Now there is other people. Now you hurt somebody else. Now there's consequences. There is so many more things you have to battle. So if you remember just those two things today, that number one, we all have sin. So the first stage is real, realizing that we all have sin. Number two, sin becomes attractive when you get too close to him. Now the battle begins here in your mind. That is the second stage of accepting it or battling it and winning it in here before we committing to sin. We're going to continue talking about it in the next podcast, part two. But today I think I already gave you enough to think about, to meditate about. Just remember, God wants you to have peace in here, in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul. That's what he said before he left. Jesus said he left and he said, hey, I'm giving you peace that transcends all understanding. He wants you to live in peace. If you don't, just start looking into this. Just don't get close to sin, but start battling it a little bit and identifying the good and bad and going towards what is good 
what is just, what is amazing. So you can help others by living a pure life before God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn His face towards you, and give you His mighty peace. Until next time.